Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 237 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yellen. Today you're going to hear a fascinating story of a woman who had a brain tumor, but the operation was botched, after which she was a mess. But with the help of cannabis, she's made a remarkable recovery, and she's going to tell us her story today. And joining us from New Orleans, Louisiana, is Shaney Cognovich. Shaney, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, Shaney, what was your life like before you were diagnosed with a brain tumor? Well, um, it was a lot different. Before uh, my brain tumor, um, like I said, I was a wife and mom. Um, like you said, I was a wife and mom. New Orleans, Louisiana. I was very active in my community. I was the team mom for the high school here, the high school football team, basketball team that my son was on, the recreational department. I was the team mom for everything. I cooked for over 100 boys every Friday before their football games. I'd go down to the school. We'd feed them all, go to the football games, have a good time. I was at school volunteering several days a week. I never missed a school event. We were there for everything. And when cancer hit, our lives came to a screeching halt. Now, when cancer hit, what were some of the symptoms you were experiencing that required you to go to a doctor? I was having shooting pains up the back of my head that would not, they would come and go. They would just be a few seconds, shooting pain up the, pain up the back of my head, and then it would go away. I was going to my doctor repeatedly, and I was just being pushed off. He was just wanting to give me pharmaceuticals to shut me up. And no one would listen, and I ended up collapsing in the middle of the night and found out that I had a brain tumor and cyst so large it was blocking the spinal fluid going to my brain, and I had to have emergency brain surgery. Now, tell uh, us about that. What, uh, what was that like? Well, we, we, when I went in, it was, um, it was emergency. We had no idea who, you know, Mm-hmm. We went in, I'm in the emergency room, we have to have emergency surgery. We had no idea that the surgeon that was called in to operate on me was a butcher. He had medical malpractice lawsuits that he had lost even for wrongful death, and he was still being allowed to operate. He is still operating today, even with all years of malpractice lawsuits following behind him. I was just one more victim. So I, he went in, he operated, he cut my head wide open. He used a bone saw, cut the back of my skull out and threw it away. And he was supposed to go in and remove a brain tumor and assist When the surgery was over, he came out and he told my family, she's done, the tumor's gone, go about your life. 
He abandoned us. I got a MRSA staph infection of my entire brain. I was le- I woke up from brain surgery legally blind, totally disabled, partially deaf, having dozens of seizures a day. And I had no skull in the back of my head, which he didn't tell us. He did not tell us he removed my skull. After a couple of weeks after surgery, my head started sinking in. And he wouldn't even see us. We didn't know why. He just would not even see me. We had to go to another doctor who told us, your skull is missing. We had never, we did. We had no clue. So I have no skull in the back of my head. How big a piece are we talking about here, Shani? It's, um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know the exact measurements, but you can feel it. You can feel I have no skull from about halfway up the back of my head. Oh my um, he just cut it out, threw it away. No plans to replace it or anything. Didn't tell us, just sent me home. Um, we found out we, I ended up, I was, I was fighting for my life. We ended up having to go to MD Anderson cancer center in Texas. They see this tumor in my head and tell me, okay, we need to um, do chemo and radiation immediately. And with that, you may only have six months to live because this tumor is so big in your head. So in other words, the man just had it removed and it's come back so big. Okay. Okay. I was terrified. We, We thought this was a whole new tumor. Hey, come back. We come back home. MD Anderson tells me to go back home and prepare my family for my death. Well, we ended up getting in with a doctor here that at, that asked me to sign some medical release forms and tried to look at, kind of to get a second opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. So this doctor had f- discovered, called us into his office, the head of neurosurgery at Benson Cancer Center calls us on a Saturday at my house and tells us, to come into his office. He knows what's going on. He calls us into his office and he shows us. He says, Miss Konovich, that's not a new tumor. I know what's going on. He says, I'm going to show you your MRI before your brain tumor. You see that big white spot? That's your brain tumor. He says, now I'm going to show you the MRI after your surgery. He swipes the screen And there is the big old tumor still there on the MRI. So in other words, the doctor did not remove the brain tumor. Did I say, yes, the the tumor was there before my surgery and it was still there after my surgery. And we found, he found four pathology reports stating that the tumor was never removed, alert the patient immediately. Everything was covered up. The hospital covered everything up. We were never told anything. And we found out afterwards that he has done this to not just me. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one. Shani, Um, if if he didn't remove the tumor, what what did he do outside of... We don't know. He, the eye was left. What you're hearing today, how Mm -hmm. I'm speaking... This is all because of cannabis. When I, after brain surgery, I was not able to speak. I could not put two words together. We saw your okay. video that you sent, and oh, oh yes. my gosh. Um, 
Oh, yes. I have come a long way because of cannabis because I was pretty much nonverbal after that surgery and what he did to me. So when we found out that this brain tumor, it was actually the same tumor. He never removed it. This doctor said, okay, we've got to do gamma knife radiation immediately. Gamma knife is the most aggressive radiation there is. It was too dangerous for them to go back in because of what he did. They didn't even know what he did in my head. So it was too dangerous for them to go back in. So they did gamma knife, which consists of them taking a brace, four screws, and drilling those four screws straight into my skull bone, two above my head and two in my jawbone while I am completely awake with no anesthesia. I passed out. It hurt. The pain was so bad. So I go through radiation and after radiation, it triggered cyclic vomiting syndrome. The doctors will not tell you that radiation can trigger that, but it can. It triggered us this cyclic vomiting syndrome where I have vomited every single day since 2012. So you, you still I do today? Dying. Oh, still today, dozens of times a day. I vomit dozens of times a day, every day. Oh, boy. Um, from what this doctor did to me, and there is nothing doctors can do to help me. I was butchered so badly, they've never seen anything like what he's done. So I had radiation. I just got worse and worse. Uh, every year I was going back. This went on for um, two or three years. I would go back. My tumor radiation did nothing. I just kept getting worse and worse. My son, my oldest son, made a post on Facebook asking for prayers and saying that, you know, we had just made mom's funeral arrangements because I was I was at the end. We didn't think I had much longer to go and said, can you all please send prayers? We don't know how much longer mom has. Well, my husband's friend lived in Seattle, which is a legal state. And he sent a message over Facebook and says, don't you all know about cannabis oil? It's curing cancer. And it's like, cannabis oil i had never heard of cannabis oil in my life and he says yeah the marijuana plant you cook it down and it treats cancer i couldn't believe it i had never used marijuana in my life i am a very conservative wife and mom who you know is very well known in my community and and just like i'm not going to use marijuana well he sent it to me and I, I had started researching because I was literally, I was at the end and I had nothing to lose. I started researching cannabis oil and I was just, you know, just through research, I was a little, I was just impressed. Well, I ended up using that cannabis oil that he sent. Four months later, I went into my neurologist and my brain tumor and cyst were gone. Yay. <laughs> Yay, yay, yay. So the hair Sounds on my like, arms is standing up. Oh, <laughs> awesome. my goodness. Some, what, there's something to this. So I didn't know. So we shrank it. Amazing. I don't need any more treatment for this tumor. I didn't know you had to stay on cannabis oil. And um. we also couldn't afford it because... Once medical bills hit, me and my husband were in dentistry our entire lives. My husband was ready to retire when I got cancer. But once medical bills hit, oh, they will wipe out your life savings in no time. Mm. So 
I didn't have money to just stay on cannabis oil. It's very expensive. It is also very hard to find. So I wasn't able to stay on it. And my tumor came back. Mm. Not only did it come back, it came back bigger than ever. Well, my initial tumor, doctors think my initial tumor took 20 to 30 years to grow. So I have radiation and this tumor grows back in no time, bigger than ever. And I'm like, wait, uh, you know, it made me think like, wait, question radiation. And I'm like, wait a minute. I would have been better off if I did nothing at all. It would have grown slower if I did nothing. What is the deal with radiation? I start researching and I discovered how cannabis and radiation kill seven out of ten, not the cancer, the well, treatment. It's also interesting. I had never heard of gamma knife radiation, so I looked it up, and it is one of the most deadly forms of radiation. And one of the yep. side effects of gamma knife radiation is that it causes cancer. That's well, it caused my tumor to explode. I mean, yeah. it came back bigger than ever. So I went into the doctor's office knowing because I was told at MD Anderson that if this thing came back, even though at the time it was the same tumor, but that if if it came back that fast, it was a very aggressive cancer. And they gave me six months to live with chemo and radiation. When was this? So I knew I knew what I was walking into when this tumor came back and I went in to meet with the doctor at here in New Orleans at Tulane Hospital. Um, and he told me, he says, yep, we've got to start treatment immediately in order to keep you alive. I took my bottle of cannabis oil. I put it on his desk and I said, this is how I'm going to save my life. What was his response, Shaney? He was pissed because I was <laughs> radiation. He walked out the door and has never seen me again. And I don't care because I'm still alive. And it's 2019, and he couldn't have kept me alive this long. When was that? What year was that when he when he said that to that you? That was in, my tumor came back in 2015, I think it was. Cause, well, it's a long six months you've lasted. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, and I have done, I have, I treat myself. I also, I, 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 um, I juice cannabis because I now have this cyclic vomiting syndrome. I still fight for my life every day, not because of, not because of the tumor. My tumor is a non-issue. I don't even, I am a, and listen to this. I am a brain tumor patient that doesn't need MRIs. As long as I can stay on cannabis oil, my doctor is so confident that my tumor is fine, that I don't have to have MRIs, which if anyone knows about gadolinium and MRIs, MRIs are very dangerous and you mm-hmm. don't want to get an MRI unless you absolutely need it. And so m- me and my doctors are so confident by this point because I've had MRIs and, and they're following me through my medical marijuana journey that I don't need to have MRIs like other cancer patients and brain tumor patients have to constantly every six months have these MRIs. Mm-hmm. This, you know, it's 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 um, it's a fear that we live with. If you're a brain, if you're a cancer patient, having to get that MRI every six months, every year, 
there is such a fear. Scanxiety. Yeah, but I can anxiety. tell you, I don't have that fear anymore because I take cannabis oil. Shane, can never I ask you? I'd be able to say that. Can uh-huh. I ask you about your oil a bit? Absolutely. So, is this a is this because these these are the questions that I always get asked? So, is this a mixed strain oil? What percent of THC is in it? Does it have CBD, et cetera, et cetera? Do you know any of that? This is the issue. Is where when I started this, I had no. I was a wife and mom who remember wife and mom who had never used before in my right. life. So I had no clue where to get this and where I am in my state. It is not like that. All we had as far as medical was dronabinol, which is synthetic marijuana, which mm. they gave me, which I could get being as sick as I was, but I, I wasn't taking that. Mm-hmm. So I had to find my own. I had to learn to treat myself. So, and down here, we don't have the choice of saying, oh, we want this strain and we want this amount of THC. We just, I had to take whatever I got. And for instance, when my husband's friend sent me that oil, I couldn't tell you what it was. All I know is it shrank my tumor Tumor, in four months. Where are you you seizure-wise now? I was having dozens. I before the cannabis, I was completely bedridden, having dozens of seizures every day. My kids would find me constantly passed out, covered in vomit, seizing. I thought for sure they were going to find me dead. And over time, it took time. It wasn't an immediate. Um, it was over time. My seizures just started decreasing and decreasing and decreasing to today i have gone i think today is 53 days without a seizure so i can go months without a seizure now Wow. whereas before i was having dozens a day and not just and i was having full-blown grand malls today i haven't had a grand mall in probably oh my gosh i don't remember the last time i mean I don't ha- when I do have the seizures they are not bad like they used to be. And it's only the only time I have them is when I can't get proper access when I run out because we can't always afford it. It's very expensive here where I live. Shani, at one point uh, during all this you were on a lot of pills a day, weren't you? I was on over 25 different pharmaceuticals no opiates because i was so paranoid of opiates i wouldn't take them i was so afraid of being addicted um but so they had me on all of these anti-inflammatories which were tearing my stomach up i was on pills for blood pressure fibromyalgia rheumatoid arthritis all kinds of anti-inflammatories um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. I was on over 25 different pills I have used cannabis to replace. Today, I am on four different pills. For what I go through, I have avoided pain management because of cannabis. Because I got to a point to where I was passing out for pain. I did get off of all of those pills. But I got to a point to where my pain was so bad. Um... I was to the point where I was needing opiates, but thank God I found cannabis. And because of cannabis, I have been able to avoid pain management. 
Now, I still have to use stuff because at times I have gotten to a point where my pain is so bad and down here our access is not the best. Um, where I have to use something for pain, but nowhere near what other people are taking compared to me. I take very minimal pain medication. And to be honest, I only take one medication. That is all in the nine years. That is the, there is only one medication that I have really taken for pain. Shani, when we spoke the other day, you were talking about uh, that you uh, really have issues if you go to the hospital. Yes. What when happens? I go to the hospital, for instance, I'll just tell you, like, for instance, the last visit, my doctor, who completely supports my my cannabis use, he has followed my entire journey. Um, I was very sick. I was having seizures. He said, okay, go to the hospital. It's time to go because he doesn't send me. My doctor knows that I can treat myself at home with cannabis better than the hospital can treat me. So my doctor will only tell me to go to the hospital if I absolutely need to go. And he tells me, go ahead. It's time to go. You need to go. I went into the hospital, the same hospital my doctor is, you know, uses is at. Well, the doctor that was there at the emergency room saw that I was a medical marijuana patient, which is at the top of my records, and he flat out refused to see me. He released me from that hospital in full-blown seizures, would not even give me fluids because I was a medical marijuana patient. He could look at my records and see I take very minimal opiates, and I've never taken opiates like in the past, only until recently. He treated me like a flat-out drug addict because of uh, because I'm a medical marijuana patient. But if you went in there and you were a drug addict and you were also a drunk, you would have been treated. Uh, I, and he told the doctor because we made a report. It was horrible. I was literally out on the street in my wheelchair with the IV still in my arm. This man just put me out on the street. In New Orleans, it was unbelievable. I was so sick. I was so terrified because I was just, what do you do when the ER people say, oh, they can't turn you away. Oh, yes, they can. I was put out on the street and this has happened to me before. This isn't the first time. And we filed a report with the hospital. I went into my next appointment with my doctor. Nothing was ever done. They just called me and said, oh, yes, ma'am, we're looking into it. My doctor, my neurologist that supports me, he told me that doctor flat out admitted that he refused to see me because of my marijuana use. And my doctor said, I told him, you are no drug addict. You are my patient. And it, it didn't matter. And I went home that day. Oh my gosh, I have video. I almost, I, I was so dehydrated and so sick. I almost died. It was unbelievable. I ended up with aspirating pneumonia because he wouldn't, the guy wouldn't, he wouldn't help me. I, I, Shane, no, uh huh. I, I want to ask you after you were butchered by the doctor and you had brain damage, you were legally blind, you were suffering from vomiting numerous times on a daily basis, you were disabled. Was there any point that you felt that you would rather die than go on like that? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it wasn't for the cannabis oil, I can honestly tell you I would have ended it by now. The cannabis oil is my antidepressant. I don't think anyone who goes through, I've been battling nine years. I've been vomiting since 2012, every single day of my life. The only thing that keeps me stable mentally is the cannabis oil. I am on no antidepressants. I have, I do go to a psychiatrist who follows me and knows that medical marijuana is better than any pharmaceutical any antidepressant or anti-anxiety med he can give me. So I am followed by psychiatry using medical marijuana here in Louisiana. Um, I am using medical marijuana as my antidepressant to help with that. I'm not suicidal. I don't want to die. I have never... I have never been suicidal, but there are times when, yeah, I lay here and it's, oh my gosh, I wish it was just over. I wish I was dead. Oh yeah. And I don't think anybody who's battled nine years hasn't had one of those days, but I have to fight through it. And the medical marijuana helps that. I can tell you that if I'm having those thoughts, I can take a couple of puffs, put some oil under my tongue and within minutes I'm in a happy place and I'm not thinking about how bad my life is, how I should just end it because this is horrible. I don't think about that. I'm in my happy place and literally a couple of minutes. Shady. If I was to take an antidepressant, it would take 45 minutes. I, I don't know. What's I, a, I don't what's a typical day look anymore. like for you as far as uh, cannabis use? When I get up in the morning, I have to, before I can even function, my husband puts cannabis oil under my tongue and he gets my vapor ready and I have to smoke for about an hour or two straight. Then I can function. Now, you told me an interesting thing when we were talking the other day. You said you have never been high. Never been high, not one time. My husband has seen me from the very first time I ever took one puff. Um... And that's, a, that's an amazing story. Um, but yeah, I've never been high. I don't get high. Um, I have had massive amounts of edibles. I take a gram of FICO a day as well as smoking. Um, I'm limited to what I can use where I live. But when I do go to legal states, I have used massive amounts. And it just heals me. The more I use the better I feel. If (laughs) I had better access where I live, I would probably be functioning even better today. On 10 grams a day. Shani, I'm in in awe of you. Yeah, you are amazing. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys want to, I'm going to, I'd like to just tell y'all a few other things that I have treated because it is not just brain tumors. It is not just brain cysts. Um, These are just a few of the other things. Adenomyosis, which is um, a form of endometriosis, I was in need of a full hysterectomy. But it was the doctors did not think that I would be able to survive the surgery. But my adenomyosis was so severe, I was in need of a full hysterectomy. Today, I have totally reversed it. I no longer need a hysterectomy at all. My doctor cannot even feel traces of adenomyosis on my uterus. Wow. So I totally reversed the need for a hysterectomy. 
I used to bleed all month long, just like a regular cycle. And then during the, during the week of my menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. I would spend days in the hospital. You could book it every month on my cycle. I would be in the hospital because it was that severe. But they didn't want to operate because they didn't think I could survive. In a year's time, I reversed my adenomyosis. My doctors have cleared me. I no longer need surgery. I had fibromyalgia. I had arthritis since I was a child, juvenile and adult arthritis. I have not had an arthritis or fibromyalgia attack in at least two years. I have I had Raynaud's disease. I've gotten off of blood pressure medicine, PTSD, anxiety. I used to have migraines so severe they would put me in the hospital at least once or twice a week. I would be in the hospital. I don't go now. I go months without being in the hospital. Mm. Um, scoliosis, asthma. I used to be on asthma pumps, the albuterol, steroid injections. I had a huge air tank next to my bed, not the little mini machine. I had the huge t- breathing tank next to my bed. No more. I haven't used any of that in two years. I used to have bronchitis constantly. I lived with bronchitis. I haven't had bronchitis in at least two years. I haven't even had a cold. Don't use asthma pumps anymore. Nothing. That is all cleared up. I used to have severe IBS, especially from all the medications they had me on. Insomnia, degenerative disc disease, muscle spasms. Um, I also avoided a feeding tube because of this cyclic vomiting syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not, I'm not able to hold food down. Um, but this past year, and this just happened, just a few months ago, I had gone really downhill because of the cyclic vomiting syndrome. They wanted to put a feeding tube in. I was at a very low weight, my lowest weight ever. Had gone literally months without holding solid foods down. They had done ultrasounds of my stomach and there was nothing in it but liquid and air. Um, And they were afraid that I was going to die. Well, I started juicing hemp. I started juicing the hemp plant and I just started taking as much cannabis oil as I could. I was also using other plants in coconut water. I ended up reversing the need for a feeding tube. I have gained about 12 pounds. Doctors are just blown away that I have kept myself alive. That is incredible. And I've done that, it with plants. I've done it with plants. Yeah, that is incredible. You're uh, you're a wonder woman. We should enter you in the Boston Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've avoid I've avoided pain management. I've avoided the feeding tube. I have avoided death many times. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I am trying. I have avoided antidepressants, which. With everything I have on, I think going on in my life and that I've been through, I think that's amazing that I am able to use cannabis oil as such a wonderful and strong antidepressant. Because I can tell you they put me on every antidepressant under the sun. And I just blew up. I was over 200 pounds from steroids and antidepressants. And I was miserable. 
And with the cannabis oil, I'm off of all of that. I'm down to, I'm about 120 some odd pounds right now. Um, so, I mean, it just, you know, it, it's unbelievable what it has done for me. When you, it has, it's kept yeah. me alive. When you look at where you were and where you are today, you have made just an absolutely remarkable recovery and an incredible journey, haven't you? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't put two words together. What is and your, today I'm sitting here talking to yeah. you like nothing's wrong. Yeah, you yeah. know, having a conversation. How does, your, uh, how does your husband and family feel about what's, uh, what's transpired? They are, um, it, it's just been sad. It's been frustrating. The doctor got away with what he did. Um, it's been very hard. My husband was my caregiver 24-7, and he had to go back to work because we had to have insurance. Um, one of the issues down here is, you know, it, it's, it's um, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my brain injury. I just totally no, that's forgot okay. what you asked me, no, um, I, and that's part of brain injury. I used to do this all the time. Like, I couldn't remember anything. I did not remember I did not remember just up until I'd say two years ago. And why I say two years is because I discovered cannabis. It's been about four to five years ago is when I first discovered it. But it was so hard to get access to. I did not truly start taking this, the cannabis like medicine until maybe two or three years ago. Until I started taking it every day, like medicine, every four hours, like you would do medicine, that's when it started working the best. That's when I started being able to drop one pill after another. That's when I started reversing one illness after another. And that's the key, taking cannabis like medicine, not just using it when you need it. You've got to take it like medicine, and that's when you get the best results. Shady, so you once, are mm-hmm. you are a true inspiration to others who, uh, I mean, you didn't give up, you tried cannabis, and your life has turned around. It's not perfect, mind you. but Exactly. But it will never be 100%, but I at least have some form of life today that I did not have even just three years ago. I am... I am able to walk today. There are days when I have been able to dance. There are still days when I am in my wheelchair. And honestly, I am in my wheelchair more than I am up walking. Mm -hmm. But to say that just three, four years ago, I was totally bedridden, unable to even get to the bathroom on my own. And today I am able to get up. I am able to cook for my family. Oh, and I forgot, and this is, I'm legally blind, but I can now see. I cook. You should see my food. I cook like (laughs) nobody's business. I am legally blind, but because of cannabis, I have enough vision that I, I get around really well. Most people don't even know I'm blind, but I am a legally blind person. I was cane trained and braille trained, and today... Uh, and, le- and this is when it happened. It happened just about two years ago. The cannabis really started working and I started, things started getting better little little by little because it doesn't happen overnight. It took us years to get this sick 
people expect cannabis to work overnight. It's not going to work overnight. You got to let it work. But about six months in to taking it every day, I walked I walked in the house. I, I didn't walk in the house. I'm sorry. My son, my son walked in my room and came up to me and I could see his face. Now, I, my son, I had never seen his face because I was blind. I had um, I could see his face, but I was blind. So I couldn't tell that he had freckles. I could only see kind of like the outline of his face. My son came in my bed to my bedside and I could see freckles on that boy's face. And I said, oh, my gosh, I've got vision. I, I had my husband roll me outside in my wheelchair. I could see the leaves on the trees. I'm legally blind. And all of a sudden I could see green on the trees that I haven't seen in years since I've had brain surgery. So I could see freckles on my son's face. Today, I can see well enough to read print if I can I blow it up on my computer and I can read print. And I'm a legally blind person, but cannabis has given me back enough vision to be able to do that. That's absolutely so, wonderful. You know? Yeah. And look, I skip around because of the brain injury. I may start talking. And that, that's part of the brain injury. I'll start talking about something and I may go off onto something else or I may forget what I was talking about. But that happened a lot often before the cannabis at the beginning, I could not remember when I started this before the cannabis, I could not remember my age, my birthday, my kid's birthday. You know how embarrassing it is to not know how old your kids are? You know, like I had no clue. I had lost all of that. Today, I got all that back. I, I can pretty much tell you dates today. I can I know my phone number. I didn't even know my phone number. So there's so much that has rejuvenated in my brain over the course of me taking this oil. And it makes me wonder if I had started, if it did this much in this amount of time, what would it have done me if I had taken it right after surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because this yeah. is years later that I discovered it was, you know, a few years after before I just after my main surgery that I discovered cannabis oil. If I had the option of using cannabis oil either instead of surgery, because I would have never had surgery had I known about cannabis oil. If if cannabis oil or if it had even just been available to me right after surgery. It would have started rejuvenating my brain. I probably would be in even a better state, you know, today. So everyone should have access to this. Well, you'll be you know? you'll be uh, you'll be better a year from now and two years from I, now, and uh, you're you're certainly on the road to recovery. Oh, absolutely! And I'm yeah. just I still fight every day. Doctors keep telling me they don't know how much longer. I, I am still a terminal patient because of the vomiting and everything. There is going to come a day when I just probably rip my esophagus because the vomiting is so bad. The only thing that helps it is the cannabis. Mm -hmm. Before I knew about the cannabis, the vomiting was, oh, unbelievable. So today it is much better because of the cannabis, but I still vomit. I vomit every day. And they just don't know. They can't stop it. 
Yeah. So, Janie, it was wonderful to talk to you. We'll let you go. You were, you were absolutely fantastic. I have to say that you were great. And thank you so much. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. Cut out whatever you need to, because I know <laughs> no. I'm long-winded. <laughs> no, we, we won't cut out a thing. You were you were you were great. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank All you, right. Shaney. You are you're an absolute delight, sweetie. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Imagine, Corey, taking one gram a day and never getting high. Oh, I can't uh, imagine. No. I can't imagine. I guess it's just her um, physiological makeup. And also, I think because she's got so much going on, it's kind of like the cannabinoids are just headed to fix whatever it can, I guess. I yeah. don't know. But she smokes a lot and she takes a lot. And she never, she's never gotten high. I just no. found that remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the odd person that does that, though. Yeah. We'd like to thank Ron Zarr for the use of his studios and being producer of Cannabis Health Radio. We greatly appreciate it. And also to our listeners, we are now on Spotify, which is a platform for music and podcasts. And last time I checked, I think there were over 230 million people on Spotify. Wow. And uh, so uh, give us a like on Spotify, a like or a comment, and uh, that way we move up in the ranking. So if you are Googling um, or searching for Cannabis Health Radio on Spotify. uh, Makes it easier to find. Makes it easier to find. We move up the ladder. That's it for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners If you found the information helpful please consider making a donation in any amount through our website You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform We are very grateful for your support Thank you Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.